A white man? No! Hello and welcome to the Unsub is a White Man. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And we're back with another Criminal Minds recap. Uh, This one for Secrets and Lies. Yes. Didn't remember it at all. Still barely remember it after (laughs) watching it a second time. (laughs) I've forgotten most of it already because it was the most boring episode Mm -hmm. of this season, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely nothing happens. Their stakes are really low. Yeah. Um, you know what is shocking to me? This was written by the same guy who wrote Riding the Lightning. Really? Yes. And the he Frank... He really phoned this one yeah, in. He also wrote the Frank episodes from season two. Really? Yeah. I'm which is shocked. Like, the, like two of the most compelling episodes yeah. from that season. There is nothing compelling about this episode. Oh my God, it's so bad. I had to keep reminding myself to pay attention. Yeah. So I would get distracted and want to be doing something else. Like, No. I, this is the least amount of notes I've ever taken. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, also starts out in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? They could have shown stock footage of just about anywhere, and I would have believed that it was Baltimore. I know, and I've been to Baltimore. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, I don't know. There was just something so nondescript about this entire episode. Yeah. Just if right from the stock footage at the beginning, but... Yeah. We might as well dive right in, I guess. <laughs> get it over with. <laughs> uh, so this one starts out, and they're in some, like, shipping yard. A uh, cab pulls up to the dock and lets the passengers out. There's a woman, and she's reassuring her two children as a man pulls up in a car and tells them to get in and that he'll protect them. You know, it's a good sign right from the beginning when, you know, these are obviously foreigners. They're not American. Yeah. Speaking, she's speaking with a heavy accent. Yeah, Middle Eastern, clearly. Yeah, but in English. Yes. Not speaking her own native language to her children who would also be native speakers. And it's like she's only saying like a sentence or two to them. Right. Throw a subtitle yeah. on. Yeah, it's so lazy. <laughs> yeah. I hated it. I'm like, well, it's only downhill from here. Yeah. And they're playing like the real charged up music underneath trying to get you invested. Like, I know. It was like, this was probably like a really popular song at one point. Mm. Couldn't tell you what it was. Nope, I got Didn't nothing. care enough to look. Yep. Um, so then the same guy uh, arrives at an apartment and he's attacked as he enters. Mm-hmm. Then we see him like really badly beaten up and he tells the attacker that he'll never find her and then looks at the attacker and says, it, I knew it had to be you. Mm-hmm. Um, so then... Um, Two other people, I think it was two, might have been a couple more. Yeah. Multiple people mm-hmm. enter the room and put on gloves and then they make it look like he shot himself. And I don't understand why they think the suicide cover would work because this man is beaten to a pulp. Oh my God, yeah. And tied to a chair. Like he well, they died. Cut, they cut the zip ties. Yeah, but you would see the marks on his hands and on his wrists. Oh, it makes no sense at all. It makes zero sense. And as it progresses and we see who did this setup, it's like these are people who should know better. It's their whole job to do better than that. Yeah. So it, again, so lazy. Yeah. And we're still within the first five minutes. Yeah. You want to hear the laziest thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then um, they leave a note and mm-hmm. it says, I am a patriot. Long live freedom. God bless America. It's mm. written on a piece of yellow legal paper. Yeah. Do you remember the last time you saw a piece of yellow legal paper? I do not. 
in the stalker episode when Maggie hands Lila the note that was taped to her door. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Same handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> the same props guy I, I wrote had both. To, I had to go back and check. <laughs> it is exactly the same handwriting. Oh, these props people. I'll have to post pictures because it is it like, great. wait a Yeah, minute. we need side by side. Someone needs to do some handwriting analysis I know. Here. And you know, if Maggie was the unsub again in this one, it would have been an interesting episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I should be in charge of props on a TV show. <laughs> this would never happen if I was in charge. Uh, so then Gideon's in his office, and he calls someone to see, uh, to say that he saw that the paper reported the death of their mutual friend. Mm. And he says, I'll wait for the call. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Very cool. secretive. Um, so then the, the headline in the newspaper is gunshot wakes quiet neighborhood. Yeah. Like there were so many people in that room. How did they all get out of the house if everyone was woken up like early in the morning by a gunshot? Yeah. Like, you know, like, I mean, on your street, if you heard a gunshot, every single person would just be at the window, like yeah. looking out. Yeah. And like the, the second that somebody called an ambulance or whatever, and it showed up on the street, everyone would be outside. Yeah. Just standing on their yeah. lawns. Yeah. There's yeah. no way you'd be able to get a whole team of people out the door without anyone noticing. Nope. And it's like in an apartment building. Yeah. Okay. It's all it, right. <laughs> you're thinking too hard about it. It made me really mad. Um, so Gideon enters the office of some suited guy and asks if John Summers' death was really a suicide. You're like, obviously, no, obviously not. No. Not even a little bit. He was absolutely beat to shit. Yeah. Um, apparently John Summers was CIA and the guy um, in the suit, Bruno Hawks, wants to know who in his unit would have had him killed. Mm -hmm. So Gideon tries to pick up the phone. The team or the man stops him and he says, this is strictly in-house. They're like, okay, well, you've already called in the FBI. So yeah, so it's, it's no longer of, it's in house. out of house. <laughs> yes. It's an outhouse of an episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gideon says if he wants his help, he's going to need the team. Yeah. They're like, you never need the team. No. Um, we've established this over and over again. Um, but anyway, we'll see who's going to we'll be useful We'll see if they're useful, yeah. yeah. So then we get our first quote, which is Albert Einstein said, whoever undertakes to set himself up as a judge in the field of truth and knowledge is shipwrecked by the laughter of the gods. Hmm. It's a thinker. Like, wow, you are not a succinct <laughs> man, Albert Einstein. <laughs> uh, so Hotch says that someone in this counterterrorism unit killed John Summers, who was protecting an informant. And the murder was staged to look like a suicide. Not well. Not well at all. No. No. Uh, Morgan notices that the wound patterns come from uh, two different angles and heights. So this was a really bad cover-up job. Mm -hmm. The informant that they were working with was the wife of a Saudi diplomat who is also a fundraiser for terrorist organizations. Mm -hmm. She and her children were bought, brought to the U.S. a month ago, and the husband, Hassan, arrived a few weeks ago. So only someone in their unit could have given him information about his family whose deaths had been faked. So, yeah, like clearly he now knows that they're alive. Mm -hmm. um, Gideon, we learn, has been doing psychological evaluations for the CIA for quite a while now. For some reason. Yep. <laughs> they don't have their own. They don't have an actual psychologist or anything. No, they just have not a profiler. Anywhere, nowhere the in the CIA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the wife informant, Aaliyah, and her children are hiding out in a shipping container. It's very Dexter-esque. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Uh, so Hotch tries to introduce himself to the CIA unit chief who already knows everything about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he introduces, there's like in this like bullpen full of agents and he. Yeah, this is going to make me sound like such a little old lady, but the CIA set looked like the set from NCIS. It did. I looked it up. <laughs> did you? Yes. I was like, like it looks the same set. It looks almost identical. Yeah. I know I've seen that set before yeah. and I cannot remember where. Um, but he introduces them to just three, three of the, of other the people, like, random said there's people, like 20 people and they yeah. randomly introduced. Yeah. I think them they said three. 16 people in the unit, but he only points out, um, Gina Sanchez, Kruger Spence and Olivia didn't write her last name down. Can't yeah. remember what it is. Now. I don't either. Um, it's not important. Yeah. I'm like, well, clearly it's one of you guys because yeah. you're the only, the only ones named that have characters. Names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Garcia, back at the BAU, is really incredulous about not being allowed to go to the CIA headquarters. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants to know if she looks like a threat to national security. And you're like, I mean, kind of. No, you don't look like <laughs> one, but we know. But we know her back. Well, <laughs> I guess at that point in the show, we don't really know her background. No. We now know her but background. Like, we know so she's a sense. hacker. So like, yeah. of course, they're not going to let her in. I would just. I was curious as to why JJ didn't go. Like, would, did they just keep her behind to babysit Garcia? Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just didn't want to leave Garcia because they've got the two CIA like watchdog guys. Yeah, maybe. So. And well, as of now, JJ's like the press liaison, right? And there's no press in this. That's so true. It wouldn't so make sense for her to go. Yeah. Um, so the CIA guy just says that she's on a list. And then all of uh, Garcia's screens switch over to like the CIA logo. And she leans into JJ and says, this means we'll get to find out if Princess Diana's death was really an accident. <laughs> Which was like, Ugh. okay, if somebody gave me like access to all of the CIA databases, I would only use it to look up conspiracy theories. <laughs> like that's, that's all I would care about at all. Um, just for fun. Yeah. Uh, JJ tells her that this is exactly the kind of thing that got her on the list. <laughs> She's not wrong. Yeah. Um, so Penelope and JJ start researching the people in the unit and they wonder if the mole is one of the two agents watching them. Like, honestly, the like banter between Garcia and JJ in these episodes or in this episode Mm -hmm. is the only interesting part. Yeah. Like they're really funny together. Yeah. Like, like, please just, I would like to see more of them. We'll stay here and hang out with them. And then we like kind of get a profile Kind of, yeah, and that's this was <laughs> another one where I had to go back and rewind because they're only like, talking Wait, I to themselves. It. Yeah, and I thought that well, I don't know. I guess because they don't trust anybody. Yeah, so they can't let any of them know the profile. So they say they're looking for what the CIA classifies as a Type A personality: overachiever, highly adaptable, well-educated, virtually unshakable, manip- manipulative enough to persuade a loyal foreign national to betray their country, a wife to betray her husband. Long ago, this unsub has accepted the reality that they will be summarily executed if caught. Life means nothing to them, his own life, his families, his colleagues, certainly not ours and certainly not theirs. They've turned against everything they believe in, but why? They have to find the stressor. I mean, up until the, like, they've turned against everything they've believed in, yeah. he's literally just describing a spy. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's... that. Should be literally anyone in that unit. Yeah, you're right. That's like, that's what their job is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and well, I guess I also didn't, I didn't understand that they thought it had to be some stressor. 
Like, what if they were bribed or, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. It, it was just a very typical BAU, like, go straight to the stressor thing that yeah, doesn't must really be, make sense. must be a major stressor. Yeah. Uh, so Gideon says that the intelligent, intelligence community operates by increasing the parameter of their enemy's paranoia and to trust no one but him, no matter what they see or hear. Like, that sounds like something a CIA mole would say, Gideon. (laughs) Uh, Then Garcia calls in with a surveillance video that they found. Gideon apparently had a meeting with Summers several days ago. In the video, Summers wants to know who requested the meeting, as it's likely that they wanted more than an evaluation from him. So Gideon tells the team that he assumed he was being filmed, and Reed narrows it down the list down to 16 candidates, all of whom are in the unit. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say how. It's just... Okay. They've just decided. Yes, it's one of these 16 people. Mm -hmm. Um, So Gideon says that they have to assume the mole has an exit strategy, and Hotch adds that they're blocking the exit, and the only way out is through the BAU. Well, luckily that's not going to be very hard to get past. Uh, So Hawks, the chief guy, is briefing his team, and he tells them that Aaliyah and her children deserve their fullest attention. Gideon is approached by one of the agents we met earlier, Gina, who says that his evaluation of her took her out of the field. He says that everything he wrote is true. She's smart, strong-willed, and there's going to come a time when she can't follow orders. So you'd think right there, big red flag, why aren't they looking closer at Gina from the get-go? Yeah. But they're not particularly concerned. They're not looking at anybody. No. 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 But yeah, I'm like, okay, so clearly you want us to think that she's the unsub, but it's a CIA episode, so obviously you're going to be doing a lot of 24 bullshit here. Yeah. But not well. I was thinking that maybe this episode was so boring because of the lack of urgency. Like they keep talking about everything and talking about how the stakes are high, but they never do do anything. They don't do anything. No, they barely leave the office. They barely do a search or have Garcia look anything up. Yeah. Like it could have been so good, like super Mm -hmm. tense and everything, but they're all just hanging out at the CIA offices. Chilling. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Hotch and Gideon tell uh, agent Hawks that they're looking for someone who has a recent extreme life event. Like, mm, like maybe being removed from the field and relegated right. to desk work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawks says that they're welcome to everything they have on the agent's operations. Hotch asks him about the ones that aren't on file, like wiretapping the Saudis and their operations in Riyadh. Yeah. I'm like, I, I guess this was probably a real thing that happened, but I don't remember it. Yeah. But Hawks denies that any of this is happening. Um, it's yeah, just I'm like, like a big... I wonder if this was more interesting in the time because this is very obviously referring to like actual yeah geopolitical things that were going on at this Maybe. time but it just seems like a big dick measuring contest like they're just like yeah waving themselves like, around at each other what about this thing oh that thing doesn't exist mm-hmm. like oh god can all these white men please shut up <laughs> i know um so in the video with Gideon, Morgan notices that Aaliyah and her children are in the car in the background. Mm-hmm. Morgan asks why he'd leave them in the car if he knew he was being filmed. In the video, Summers says that it could only have been one of four people requesting the evaluation, which Gideon says isn't true. Gideon asks how many people were actually in Saudi Arabia doing field work, and surprise, it was exactly the four people whose names we know. Wow. Yeah. That's so weird. 
Yeah. So we get a brief rundown of each of the agents. Uh, Kruger Spence is a genius weapons system designer. Olivia is, I just remembered his last name because it was Spence and he's also a genius. Yeah. I was like, hmm, creative. Uh, Olivia is a divorced mother of two, which is literally the only information we get about her. Um, Gina went to West Point and has black belts in two martial arts, used to do psychological operations, whatever that means, and Mm -hmm. speaks three languages. And Bruno Hawks was in the military with Gideon. That's about it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, did you want to know more? Yeah. Gideon says that something he's learned working with the CIA is that spies are some of the smartest liars in the world. Oh, my God. Again, that's That's their their job. job. Yeah. (laughs) It is what they are hired to do. Like, wow, no way. Yeah. Like, oh, God, I'm so bored. (laughs) So Aaliyah and her kids are running out of water, and then their lantern runs out of battery, and their light goes out. So now they're just sitting in the dark. No water. But I, okay. This should raise the stakes? You would think. But I don't care. Nope. I really don't care (laughs) if they die in there. (laughs) uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to save it for later. Okay. So uh, back at Langley, Reed suggests profiling Summers is the way to find them. Kruger dismisses the idea because as a weapon system designer, he has lots of insight into psychology. And Maybe really- that's what's so like annoying about this episode is everybody is an armchair psychologist. and Well, and I just hate the like... Anytime there's a show where it's like the FBI versus the CIA. Yeah. And it's just... Yeah, like who can pee higher on the tree? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Ugh. So uh, Reed makes some good points, saying that he wouldn't would have put Aaliyah outside the community in a situation that only uh, Summers could control and access. So Kruger tells the team to search industrial and storage sites near Kruger's apartment. They're like, okay, what? You're, you're on, I don't oh. understand why they waited so long to do that. Like that should have been. I don't have any training, and I would have been like. Look at abandoned properties and industrials like <laughs> near his apartment. Yeah. He's not going to like take them to a friend's house, guys. They're not sitting in a McDonald's. Yeah. Just check them into a day's in. Right. <laughs> like, what is happening? Under their own names. Right. Uh, so Morgan is talking to Gina, who seems entirely disinterested in his attempts to use the old Morgan charm mm-hmm. on her. Um, Gina uses this like, I don't know if it's like a drone yeah, it's some kind of satellite thing. I don't thing, know, yeah. satellite thing, um, to show him his house and his dog um, that's sitting on the couch. His dog Clooney. His dog Clooney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually a good name for a dog. It is. Um, Morgan points out that Gina also would have known where Summers lived and accuses her of staging his suicide for the CIA. And Gina's like, yeah, that's what they told me to it's do, so I did it. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't understand this weird satellite surveillance flirting thing that's going on. Like, how is this a useful use of just, our time just to show us that that's a thing they it's can like do a race against time and instead she's flirting with morgan but okay whatever. yeah but like sure. angry flirting yeah yeah it's weird but they're making her just seem like a jerk so it's like okay you're leaning in hard to this whole gina's mm-hmm. the unsub thing um so l is over trying to commiserate with olivia about being a woman in the good old boys club mm. uh olivia's not having it Elle is super bad at interrogating. Yeah, her, I, I mean, I don't know what you call it when it's not a doctor, but like her bedside manner is terrible. 
Yeah. I don't understand what Elle thinks she's going to accomplish here. Yeah. She like asks her about being taken hostage when she was somewhere in Europe and then like just in the middle of the like bullpen thing, just like like, loudly asks her if she was raped, but not like asks her, like accuses Accuses her. Yeah. Accuses her of being raped. Like it was her fault. Yeah. And then like is all in her face about her divorce, like in front of the entire office. And she's telling her about the theory of like a major stressor, a major stressor in their lives and listing all of her major stressors. Like, how is this helping anybody? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, so Kruger stands up for her and says that she couldn't have been the one who attacked Summers because apparently they're having an affair. So like he's forced to out this out in front of everybody. Yeah. And in front of the whole office. And it's like, okay, like if, if she had been assaulted Mm -hmm. and is not the unsub, like you're just re-traumatizing this woman Mm -hmm. in front of her coworkers. And now you've humiliated her. Yeah. Who probably didn't know that about her. Nobody comes back. Yeah. (sighs) <sighs> oh, I just hated that scene so much. Mm-hmm. So Olivia like stalks off and she goes to search for something in the back room um, on the computer. She clearly finds something because she looks surprised and then all the screens go blank and someone comes up behind her and snaps her neck. A lot of neck snapping in this episode. Yeah. Um, that right there should narrow down the pool of suspect- suspects because that's not easy to do. No. But whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there's no way Kruger Spence is running around. Right. Snapping anybody's neck. Um, so apparently Elle's the one that finds the body and they're all just like, oh, well, another one's dead. Yeah. No one cares. No, there's like nobody comes in to cordon off the scene. No one looks into it no. at all. They're like, does anybody know? Good. We'll use this to our advantage. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like it just close that door behind you. Yeah. Like, what? I'm like, okay, so she was clearly an innocent woman mm-hmm. and you just. Are, and we know she's kids. Yeah. And you just not don't worried. give a shit that she's dead at nope. all. Nope, not at all. <sighs> um, so, but like seriously, you have Hotch, Morgan, Reed, Gideon, and Elle. Mm-hmm. Their whole job, the only thing that they are there to do is pay attention to four people, right? Yeah. One of them is now dead. Uh-huh. And n- they can't vouch for the whereabouts of any of those <laughs> other people in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, at least one of them should have been like, well, it couldn't have been Kruger yeah. because I was sitting on his desk mm-hmm. talking to him. Yeah. Like, what yeah. are they doing? A whole lot of nothing, which is why <laughs> oh this episode God. is so annoying and boring. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And this was only like halfway through the episode. Yeah. It was just <laughs> so mad. Um, Hawks reminds them all that they still have a job to do. Oh, because they get like line them all up. Mm-hmm. And tell them that she's dead right yeah, in front of them so they can see their reaction. Yeah. And uh like Kruger Spence is a little yeah. upset. He's like people don't just thinks, get murdered inside. He thinks the that they're lying though. Yeah. Like he's like, You guys are messing with us, like this is a trick, you know. And Gina just like open mouth stares at him, like, oh, what did you do? <laughs> and then Hux is just like, well, we still got a job to do. <laughs> Carry like, on, folks. None of you are having normal human reactions no, to this. No, no. Um, so Gideon goes to talk to Hawks. He says he's been profiling him for 20 years, talks about Hawks' daddy issues for a while, mm-hmm. and like um, Hawks says, you know, he's used to losing coworkers, but somebody's going to pay for this. <laughs> like, ugh. He's not upset. Uh, Gideon asks who he thinks it is, and Hawks is like, oh, I'm just too close to you. I, I just can't tell. No. Like, then you're bad at your job. Yeah. 
Well, I think everyone in this episode is bad at their job. Literally everyone. (laughs) Uh, So Gina tells Hotch that she knows that they lined them all up to see how they'd react to Olivia's death and asks what it was that they saw. Uh, Hotch tells her that staring at Kruger the way that she did make it look, makes it look like she was trying to deflect the blame. I'm like, okay. All right. Yeah. It was all weird reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, she says she has lives to save and just stalks away. So Garcia calls and we learned that the virus that wiped out the CCTV was downloaded three weeks ago from Kruger's computer. <gasps> you're like, oh, you spent this whole episode trying to make it look like it was Gina, but now... Mm-hmm. It's Kruger, I guess. I think the only thing less believable than Kruger being the mole is that that man is married and also having an affair with Olivia. That, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't buy it. I don't buy that. No. Um, all of his files are also erased. I'm like, oh, this is a red herring and a boring one mm-hmm. at that. Like, he's just, he's not an interesting character. No. Like, he's not going to be the unsub. And they haven't spent any time with yeah. him. Like, uh. So Garcia also tells us that John Summers requested his own evaluation. So clearly there have to be more clues on the tape because he would have also known that they were filming it. Mm -hmm. Um, Aaliyah, back in the shipping container, tells her children that she has to go find water and tells them not to leave. How long have they been in this shipping container? It seems like less than a day. Yeah, well, I guess we don't know how long they were there before because it hasn't been long since... Summer's body was found. Right. Because they all got called in at like two o'clock in the morning. And then right. like when they walk in, you can still see all of the stuff up on the board is still all of the Mark Gregory stuff from right. the last episode. Right. So like. Like yeah. they couldn't have been in there for that long. They had like a gallon of water. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't. I'm sure they're it, thirsty. It's hot in there whatever. But. But it's not like they're like doing a lot of physical activity. Right. So I just didn't see the urgency there. And like yeah. she and has did Summers to go just and... leave them there with one gallon of water? Right. I guess he's probably also bad at his job. Yeah. <laughs> just like everyone else. Um, on the tape, we see Summers pontificating about being a pawn in a game of political battleship. And he makes all sorts of boat metaphors that I didn't really understand because mm-hmm. I don't know about boats. And then he starts talking about compartmentalization. And Summers is like, well, I just have a special box that I put everything important into as an insurance policy I wonder in who case can, of sudden death. I wonder who can crack this code. Yeah. I'm like, this oh, sophisticated I w- CIA spy code. I'm like, are you talking about a literal box? Maybe because it sounds like you're talking about an actual box. Uh, but then JJ and Garcia are like, oh, wait, a shipping container is a box. Yeah. He's doing all these boat metaphors. What if they're down by the docks? Yeah, so they have to call them and tell them to go look at the shipping container, which Mm -hmm. is the only real investigative work anyone's done so far in this entire episode. We haven't heard back about them checking out any sites near Summer's home as of now. No. Um, So they tell the team where Leah is, and then, whoops, also realize someone else has been listening into the call. Like, not not on a secure line, are we? Not in stealth mode here. Yeah. So then Aaliyah arrives back at the shipping container. And I was so mad because she just, like, went to the store. Like, they haven't been locked inside this container for their own safety or anything. They could leave at any time. And she just opens the door, and then she comes back with, like, a couple bags from the (laughs) 7-Eleven. Like, what? Uh, But, yeah, inside the shipping container, I I have to assume it's Hassan has the kids. Yeah, we've never been officially introduced, but... 
Um, so Gideon says that the unsub is not Gina and sends Morgan and Gina after Leah. So they can use that uh, nifty tech Gina was showing earlier to search the containers at the shipping yard for body heat. And in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Hawks seems apprehensive, but he trusts Gideon. Uh, they pull Kruger aside and take his gun. And Gideon says that he betrayed his wife and Olivia. So then betraying his country must have been super easy. Like, I, was, uh, I don't know about that. Like, yeah, different kinds of terrible people do yeah, those that's, I don't buy that at all. Yeah. It's not like a, like a normal escalation where you're like, you know, I cheated on my wife. I betrayed my mistress. And also treason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are... Um, so Reed uses the computer to scan for people in the shipping containers. Yeah, and I don't understand why Reed is doing the scanning. Like they have people trained to use this technology. We've seen. No, he like kicks the girl out of her yeah, desk. But he and like, he's like sits no. down and does it himself. Like why? That isn't your job. That's not why you're here. Yeah. Let and it's somebody not, who's trained to use it do it. Yeah. And it's not like he is somebody who like I would think would be like really good at video games. Right. Would I, just, I didn't understand this at all. It's just because they needed something for him to do. He's done nothing so far. Yeah. Uh, so one of them contains four people. and What? Oh, so they're all like, oh, no. So Hassan yells at Aaliyah that she betrayed him. She begs for him to spare the kids. I should care. I do not. Just make it end. Yeah. So uh, Gina is like leading Morgan through all these stacks of shipping containers, and there's a helicopter overhead, and she's like, this way. No, this way. This yeah, way. And they're just like <laughs> running wild, and you're like, Spencer found, like, he found. They, know, they should they know, know exactly where, they where to are. go, but they're doing their same nonsense efficient let's just check each one start <laughs> at the on entrance yeah yeah um so kruger tells hotch and l that it wasn't him and hotch holds up a little piece of paper and he's like this is our only offer consider it carefully and you're like okay so clearly you're like writing him a little note to right. be like we know it's not you because kruger is looking at them like they're insane yeah He's like, I'm not falling for your trick. Um, so Gina's still leading Morgan around in circles, and Reed calls and gives them better directions, and they arrive at the container, and Hassan still just got a gun to Aaliyah's head. Uh, he just gives up immediately. Yep. He's like, ha-ha, I have a diplomatic immunity. Oh, folds like a wet shirt. <laughs> and um, Morgan's like, no, this shipping container hasn't gone through customs, so we're not on U.S. soil. I don't understand how that works. I what? Also, it's empty. Yeah, there's nothing in it. There's nothing in it to go through customs. Yeah. That made, mm-hmm. it made no sense to mm-hmm. me. And yep. then I started looking up diplomatic immunity and without knowing what kind of a diplomat he was, yeah. there's no way of knowing what laws he would or would not have been subjected to. Mm-hmm. So like, I couldn't even look it's, that up. Again, but the it's shipping, all so lazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, that feels like it was supposed to be, like, a real, like, gotcha moment. But I was just like, what? Yeah. Like, what laws are in effect on the interior of a shipping (laughs) container? Like, who has jurisdiction? On the interior of an empty shipping container. Yeah. So if that's true, then how do they have, how does Morgan as an FBI agent have authority to... Exactly. I'm like, then if they're not in U.S. soil, then you have no jurisdiction. Right. Either in this situation. So... But with the CIA... I think the CIA has yeah. jurisdiction wherever the CIA finds themselves to be, like it's the probably, Dora yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably better not to think this hard about it because it, I'm killing brain cells <laughs> unnecessarily. Yeah. 
Um, but I was going to look up the shipping container thing, but then mm. Gina pulled a gun <gasps> from behind Morgan. Mm. And it's like, are you, are you pulling the gun on Morgan or are you holding it on Hassan? It was like really unclear. I don't know, but and Morgan is shocked. This is where everything just goes completely off the rails and gets super confusing because yeah. you don't know who she's holding a gun to. Right. And she asks for orders. Mm-hmm. And then the video feed, they cut the video feed. Yeah, she insists upon it. Yeah. And then Gideon's like, no, don't do this. Mm-hmm. And Bruno tells her to finish him. And then the video cuts. There's a couple of gunshots. And then Hawks is like, thanks for your help, Gideon. And you're like, mm-hmm. what even just happened? Yeah. And I don't know if it was confusing because I was like not paying enough attention because... Mm-hmm it was so boring or if it just didn't make any sense. It, I think it was just, again, lazy. Yeah. Like a couple more lines of dialogue would have helped there, but they're just really phoning it in. Yeah. Um, so Gideon then says he knows that Hawks is the mole because if he wasn't, he would have said guilty when asked how he felt about losing his colleagues. But, I mean, I understand what Gideon's saying, but I don't think that's the thing that would make you question it, especially after the events that just happened. Yeah. Also, there's also the uh, fact that Olivia was murdered while looking at Hawks's financial records. Yeah. Which showed that he was getting payments from Hassan. Mm-hmm. You're like, that's and, your, your psycho nonsense, Gideon, has nothing to do with this. Like, you have... Concrete evidence yeah. of why. And him wanting um, Hassan dead is another yeah. indicator that it's him. Because yeah. if, Hassan, if Hassan is captured alive, he'll, he can roll over on him. Yeah. And then I also don't know why Garcia wouldn't have looked through their financials earlier and not caught that right. a long time ago. That's also true. I didn't even think That's about that. That's exactly the kind of thing that she should have been doing while doing the background checks of yeah. all of the... Yeah, she should have been looking into each of them and caught that right away. Yeah, and then we could have been spared all of this nonsense. But anyway, then Reed picks up the phone and he announces that Hassan is still alive. <gasps> because apparently Gina also suspected that Hawks was the mole. Um because there was no reason for Hawks to want Hassan dead. So that confirmed it for her. And she mm-hmm. thanks Morgan for helping her. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and it's well, like everybody's double crossing each other and I don't care and it's boring. This is what uh, Gideon was talking about, right? That one day she wouldn't be able to follow orders. Yeah. I'll come in full circle. Turned out to be a good thing, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, Hawks is just like, eh, they won't put me in prison. I know too much. <laughs> He's like not worried about it. Um but it's like, so his whole motivation for treason was just some cash. Yeah. Like, that's so boring. Yeah. It's just a boring episode. Like, after, like, it, yeah, it's so And everyone's lazy. fine. The standoff is not tense, and the bad guy hands his gun over immediately, and... They, I was going to say nobody dies, I'm like, yeah. except for Summers and Olivia. <laughs> they find... The shipping container in the first place they look, it's not like they go to a bunch of different shipping yards. No, there's only one in Baltimore. <laughs> right. Baltimore's yeah. not known for anything like that. No. Like, ugh, just let it be over. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, back at the BAU, the CIA watchdogs are leaving Garcia's office just as she finds Prince William's phone number. Yeah. 
And then um, her CIA access gets cut. And you're like, oh, sorry, Garcia. He's going to have to settle for Kate Middleton, I guess. <laughs> if only she'd been able to write it down. Yes. Uh, then we get our other quote. George Orwell said, in a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a universal act. Mm. You're like, well, you're better at quotes than Albert Einstein, <laughs> I guess. Much more succinct. Um, and then at some point in the future, I don't know when exactly, Gideon opens a newspaper and it shows that Hawks has died in a car accident <gasps> or faked his death or they murdered him. Who knows? We'll never know. I, I don't know and I don't care. No. Also, like, would they put, would that be front page news? That, that some this person, random man died in a car accident? Probably not. Yeah. Especially kind of, if he's a CIA agent, they don't yeah. usually like out themselves, right? Right. Because it was like CIA chief, yeah, dead in car accident. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's really what they do. It's kind of the opposite of what they do. This yeah, this episode was just, ugh. it was a chore to watch this episode. It was hard. <laughs> yeah, and now it makes me nervous. What if? The Fisher King, which is the next episode, the season finale, isn't as good as I remember it because I watched this one first and this one was so bad. Uh, maybe it'll seem better because anything has to be better than this. Maybe. I mean, I guess the same thing would be true. This one was still bad the second time, so it will seem better by comparison the second time. Yeah. But I'm, I'm worried about it. Yeah. Um, so what do you think of the profile? It was pointless. It was completely useless. Uh-huh. They were just describing a spy. Yeah. The only thing that wasn't just a generic description of someone who works in espionage was that there was some major life trigger, mm-hmm. stressor event. But that even set then, them they off. didn't. They didn't tell us what Hawks is. It was money. Was. He just wanted but, money. But that's not. He a didn't even dress her. He didn't even have one. So yeah. like, the only thing was irrelevant. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like a zero. Yeah. Um, what about Hotch Watch? I kind of want to take a point away from him because he said, Garcia, I love you over the phone in that one part. And I was like, ew. It was, it was uncomfortable. Everyone was like, what? Yeah. And then didn't she like ignore him? And then he said it again. Yes. It yeah. was so He's weird. Like, no, Garcia. Are you, Garcia, are you listening? I love <laughs> did you, you. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Are you going to say it back? <laughs> I did not like it. I no. did not like it at all. It was him trying to have a personality and it didn't work. Yeah. Mm, I, I, I could say nine, we maybe. could bump him to an eight for that. Yeah. All right. He could be an eight. He didn't do himself any favors. We do have another white man as yes. our unsub, which brings us 19 to three coming into the final episode. That's still like 86% white men. Yeah. So, um, and well, the season finale is a two-parter, right? So, yeah. Well, that's yeah. It's the season, and it's the season opener. Yeah, the the season opener for the next one. So we'll have to figure out where to how to plop our statistics that way. Yeah. But yeah, the next one is the season finale. I can't believe we're through a whole season almost. I know. It's bizarre. Like. How many how many hours have we been talking about Criminal Minds so far? I don't know. Most of the episodes were fun. Yeah, you get a, an occasional dud. We'll have to do some reflection at the <laughs> end of the season next week. Uh, well, wherever you're listening, be sure to leave us a five star review. You can find us on Instagram at the Unsub Is a White Man. Our theme music is composed and performed by Nate Youngblood, and the podcast is produced by Nate Youngblood. Thanks, Nate. And until next time, we'll be literally anywhere but Baltimore.